This episode of Your Catholic Life is brought to you by Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners with Christ, iowacatholicradio.com, and everywhere you are on the free Iowa Catholic Radio app. Welcome in, everyone, to Your Catholic Life, a podcast for Catholics by Catholics, helping you grow in your faith. I'm John Leonetti, your host. The Sacred Heart of Jesus. You've probably heard of this devotion before. For a lot of my life, those words just kind of rolled off the tongue. But it wasn't until I really dove in, head first, to discover not only its origins, but its power. My guest today wrote a book on all of it. Father Jim Kabicki, author of A Heart on Fire, Rediscovering Devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. This was fascinating, friends. Here he is, my conversation with Father Jim Kabicki. Hey, Father Jim. Hey, John. Good to be with you. It's been a long time, and before we get much further into the program, I want to wish you a happy birthday. Well, thank you. I appreciate yeah. that, Father. I wasn't expecting that, but thank you very much for that. Um, you are, you are now the director of the St. Francis Mission on the Rosebud Reservation in South Dakota. What what uh, are, exactly are you doing? Well, last year, after 13 years, in July, I left the Apostleship of Prayer, being the director there, and my Jesuit province uh, assigned me to be the director at St. Francis Mission. So it's a Jesuit mission that goes back to 1887, and it serves the Sichangu Lakota people on the Rosebud Reservation in south-central South Dakota. And basically I oversee our many different programs that we have addressing the needs of the people, both spiritual and material, here on the Rosebud Reservation. Everywhere they put you, you become the, the man in charge. <laughs> well, I guess after some years of experience and such, uh, that's what uh, they're hoping that I'll be able to bring to the new apostolates that I'm sent to. Do you remember when this devotion to the Most Sacred Heart of Jesus really became important to you? Well, you know, it's interesting, because people ask me, did you grow up in a family where you had a picture of the Sacred Heart or where your family was consecrated to the Sacred Heart? And I have to say, no, I didn't. But I grew up in a very traditional Polish-American family where devotions or a devotional life was part of our, uh, let's say, religious practice as a family. And and I think it was not maybe an explicit devotion, but it was part of uh, just the environment in which I grew up. And so I was always aware of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, but I think it was as I lived my Jesuit life and read some of the things that Father Pedro Rupe, who was our Father mm. General back in the 1960s and uh, up until 1981, he, he wrote about the Sacred Heart of Jesus, and that began to, uh, let's say, create a spark in me where I realized, you know, this is so important because we're called not just to think about God or to have this kind of intellectual faith, but we're called to have a very heart-centered relationship with God, and that's symbolized best by the Sacred Heart of Jesus. How did it come about? Well, you know, it, in many ways, the modern form of it was in the 1600s when Jesus appeared to St. Margaret Mary and showed him his heart on fire with love for her and for humanity. And so that symbolism of the heart on fire uh, goes back to the 1600s. But I like to say that, really, this is not our devotion to God, but God's devotion to us. And so if you look through the Old Testament and through the New Testament, the Gospels, we see the heart of God set on humanity with a deep love for humanity. And our love is simply a response to that deeper love that God has for us. 
So when we talk about devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, it's simply a response to that fiery, passionate love that Jesus has for each one of us. Now, you know I love the saints, but you've got to take me back here. St. Margaret Mary has a vision of Jesus. He appears to her. Where is she when this happens? This is in France, in a town called paray le monial and it's in a visitation convent. So she was part of the visitation order, and uh, Jesus appears to her uh, while she's praying in front of the Blessed Sacrament. So there's this real deep Eucharistic connection between the Sacred Heart of Jesus and um, the, the Eucharist. And w- one of the things that he told her was he was, um, let's say, hurt by how cold humanity was toward him, that he had poured himself out and his love for humanity. And the symbol of that is what we just celebrated, Corpus Christi, that he gave us himself in the Eucharist. Uh, It began on the cross where from his heart flowed out blood and water and the symbol of baptism in the Eucharist. And it culminates in our own union with Jesus in the Eucharist. And yet Jesus said, so many people ignore him, they don't visit him in the Blessed Sacrament, they don't receive him in Holy Communion, they don't go to Mass. And uh, so he asked for a feast of reparation, basically that we would say to Jesus, we want to make up for the coldness and the way people have ignored you and the way they have irreverently treated you. We want to make up for that with uh, this feast of the Sacred Heart of Jesus and give to you the love that you deserve to receive. Was this St. Margaret Mary's first vision of the Lord? Yes. Um, she had uh, what are called three great visions in which Jesus asked her to have this feast instituted. And, you know, the, the interesting thing is, you know, the Church is, is very careful and prudent about visions and apparitions, and so sure. it took a while. It, it wasn't until um, 1856, so this is wow. going from the mid-1600s to 1856, that finally the Pope, Pope Pius IX, extended to the Universal Church the Feast of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. It had begun to be celebrated in different local places. For example, in Poland, the bishops in 1765 allowed the feast, or had the feast throughout the entire country. And one by one, then, different nations asked for permission to celebrate the feast. And finally, Blessed Pius IX in 1856 gave the Feast of the Sacred Heart to the entire Church. Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI said that devotion to the Sacred Heart is indispensable and irreplaceable. Pretty strong words. Yes, indeed. And, you know, he said that in a letter to the General Superior of the Jesuits back in 2006. And in in his letter, he uses those words, indispensable and irreplaceable, basically saying that um, you, you can't have a substitute for this devotion. This is not simply one devotion among many, because we have many different devotions in the Church. But you could say, you know, this is the devotion of all devotions. And the reason for that is because it's centered on Jesus Christ. And all other devotions might kind of point to this heart-centered relationship that we're called to have with Jesus Christ, which is, as you know, it's, it's more than simply a matter of celebrating his feast day once a year, or celebrating First Friday. Uh, there's a tradition of, of going on First Friday to Mass and, and the Sacrament of Reconciliation. Or sure. it's, it's more than reciting certain prayers or, or having your family consecrated. A beautiful practice, you know, to enthrone an image of Jesus in your house and to say, we want Jesus to be Lord and King of our home and of our family. Now, how Those are all very that? good. 
What's how that? do we begin that for, for a listener right now that, that's listening and saying, I, I want that. I want to cultivate a devotion to the Sacred Heart. Are there steps, formal steps that we need to take, or what, what would you advise? What I would advise is, uh, first of all, to learn a little more. So that was the purpose of my book, was to help people understand where this is coming from and how mm-hmm. it's very scriptural and also very much related to the Eucharist. But, but I think the big thing is, if, if there's a prayer to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, to not just pray that prayer, uh, to say that prayer, as it were, recite that prayer, but to put our heart into it and to really reflect on it. One of the things that I recommend to people is, as you're reading the Scriptures, try to enter into the heart of Jesus, to try to imagine what was he thinking, what was he feeling, what was moving his heart. When we read the Gospel of Matthew, we get these wonderful passages where it says that Jesus' heart was moved with pity for the crowd. And that's what we want to have, is such a union with the heart of Jesus that we begin to think and feel and see the world the way he does. And that ultimately, I think, is the goal of devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Boy, you are an excellent guest, Father. This is why we have you on so much and have had in the past. Uh, Here's your book, A Heart on Fire, Rediscovering Devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. AveMariaPress.com is where you can find it. Thanks so much, Father Jim. God bless you. Thank you. So there you have it, friends. My takeaway... This devotion isn't complicated, and Jesus promises so much to those who pay devotion to his most sacred heart. The second promise is peace in your family. Big thanks to Father Jim Kabicki, my guest today. Friends, make sure to share this and other episodes of Your Catholic Life on Facebook and Twitter, inviting your friends to take part in the show. Visit our website, yourcatholiclifepodcast.com as well. Thanks for tuning in today, friends. I'm John Leonetti, signing off here on Your Catholic Life. Remember, the only way to happiness is is by holiness be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today.